I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, joined by the coach. Coach, Tom Brady's getting $37.5 million a year. I Fox <laughs> and said, I'll do it for $35 million. Give him a little discount. Uh, still waiting to hear back. <laughs> I think you'll be waiting for a minute. I tweeted out last week, there's nobody worth $18 million a year to call football games. Then I will double down on that. Say there's nobody worth $37 million a year to call football games. But hey, it's good if you can get it. Uh, Fox doubled up on that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Mark Immelman is here. Mark, it's very nice that Fox went out and matched uh, your contract that you have for for Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's pretty uh, benevolent of them. I, I like all jokes aside. That is insanity. God bless America. It's why I moved here. I wish our sport was as popular as NFL football, but kind of isn't. But I'm, I'll take what I can get. Uh, maybe it'll be as popular as F1 after that uh, new Netflix series comes out. KP Kyle Porter is here. What's going on, KP? Yeah, I'm still. I finished the F1 series last week or this week, and. I'm really excited about the the golf one. Mm-hmm. I, I I I might be wrong about like it might be terrible, but I'm fired up about it. I don't get super fired up about a lot of like documentary type stuff as it relates to golf, but that's one that I'm I'm pumped for. I think it'll be fun. Uh, there's a lot of good crossover, at least in terms of the the structure there, Coach. I mean, you've got kind of like individuals in terms of the drivers and uh, the golfers, and there's a lot of different personalities that they can kind of take advantage of, and they do a really good job of storytelling. You go to a different track every week in F1. You go to a different course every week. And go- I mean, it, it makes sense that this was kind of their next foray. All you have to do is look at Miami last weekend with the F1 race to see exactly the popularity of what this Netflix uh, brand has done for the sport. These drivers are household names now. And when they come to Miami and Jordan, Brady, uh, all these celebrities show up to watch them. Why do you think that is? Because they've made them household names. They're going to do exactly the same thing for golf. And the other thing those producers are really, really good at is stirring up controversy where there isn't any. Mm. And that's going to be fun to watch to see if we get any of these guys saying truce. Because if we say, hey, everybody loves everybody, that's not a real reality series. I'm anxious for the realness of what this is going to be. Rick, what? So so you're saying that there's a chance of my next contract going up a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Well, are you you in it? Have you done your interviews? 
what for Netflix? No, I'm just talking about you know more eyeballs on golf. So uh, there is no that. question, Mark, that this is going to raise the it. There, it can't do anything but go up. It's going to be I, amazing. I think you will. Yes, I think I agree with that, uh, Rick. What what storyline from the year are you most excited to see how it plays out behind the scenes on this show? If if they show everything from behind the scenes. Oh man! No, oh, he's uh, Rick. What is it, Coach Phil? Oh, Mickelson. The whole oh. thing. The players talking about that. Yeah. I guess I mean, that's easy. Easy. That that'll like probably that. be the, so. The I imagine the through line will be the threat of another tour. Yeah, like yeah. That'll be because that's that is not going to go away. It's not going to be a one week thing, and then you never hear about it again. It's gonna and, and you know right now when we watch the series that is showing time right now, it's going to be really heating up. Right? It's going to be like well, there's only a couple weeks away like that's going to be the 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 season arc but i imagine yeah there's going to be a bunch of little storylines each and every week i bet i bet brooks has some just absolute fire martin keimer takes i bet he's just got takes for days on martin keimer going to the to the i I don't even know what it's called anymore the live golf series or whatever um yeah i think i mean the, the thing that makes the F1 thing work is they get and, – and we've seen this at times in golf where I, – I bring that up all the time, but the the Chronicles of a Champion Golfer, you get guys saying stuff that you're like, whoa, like it, that's – I'm surprised that that person is saying that. So if you can create an environment where guys say su- things that we are surprised by that they don't normally say – and apparently they they've gotten that. Then then the show becomes good when Kepka's sent you know going off on guys and and you know Spieth is, I don't know if Spieth's in it. Uh, JT is saying stuff that you don't normally hear. I, yep, I think that makes it super interesting. So and especially with like if, if you get Brooks going off on guys that are going to the Live Golf League <laughs> that they're you know past their prime whatever. I think that. That's that would be awesome. That would be now, fantastic. Now, KP, keep this in mind that this isn't going to air the way Netflix does it is they start the new one like in March, five months after the old season. So we're not going to see any of this until well after the season. So if the yeah. players know that, they might be a little more open to being open. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Have you noticed uh, the cameras in like a larger presence out there, Mark, where guys are mic'd up and or just it's just business as usual? It's business as usual from our point of view. I, I've not seen. Well, you see some, you know, random cameras, but I'm so used to like PGA Tour having their crew out there, you know, with shooting their shots for sponsors and stuff. So you see one or two extra cameras, but it's nothing out of the ordinary. I, I think a lot of what these guys are doing. Uh, away from the golf course they're in guys houses hotels that sort of thing but but that being said our hotel last week in dc there were a number of players in that hotel and i didn't see anything out of the ordinary not at all they have they've they've had a bunch of cameras in like the press room in the in the media centers um have you have you made your appearance on netflix yet no 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 i was i am not among that that group that's doing that but um like they had a bunch at at the masters which i thought was i mean obviously all the the majors uh, are allowing them in but it just it was it was odd to to see that because you don't you don't see anything but the augusta stuff at augusta and this year you you know they had a they had a camera crew in the on the filming somebody on the like on one of the rows of the press center just up in somebody's face and you're like this is 
this is weird. Like, this is bizarre. Yeah, and Kyle, uh, Kyle Porter, what is your uh, no, no, favorite, no, no. most normal moment <laughs> of the week? <laughs> no, I was not involved. Uh, but it is, it's just, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I, I'm really intrigued by that process, and I'm intrigued to see what their final product is because you talk to a lot of F1 people that are like in it, like we are with golf, and they're like, yeah, it's fine. And so I'm curious to see, like, is it the F1 stuff just compelling because I never watch it or because I hadn't watched it before? Or is golf going to be compelling even to those of us who are in it every day? Guess we'll find out. Guess we'll find out. This week, AT&T Byron Nelson and the week before major championship coach. It's always one eyeball starting to look ahead to the PGA championship. However, seven of the top 15 players in the world here. I I don't want to call it a tune-up. There's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of good golfers uh, in the field. There is still a ton going on this week before we start to shift our attention forward. And I know people are going to say, Coach, these guys ride in private jets. Travel's not an issue. But I do believe that the uh, vicinity of Tulsa to the Dallas, Texas area is a big, big deal as far as players wanting to play. For example, you had Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth playing a practice round in Tulsa on Monday, and then they can still get back to play Tuesday and Wednesday and prepare for this event. So I think a lot of players are starting to think like that, and we're starting to see more and more players, I think the younger ones, who feel like playing the week before a major helps them instead of hurts them, like what Tiger thought, or other players that just don't normally like to play the week before a major. It's everybody's uh, personal preference. But I think this week is going to be dynamic. I think we're starting to see a lot of energy within the PGA Tour. We're in the major season now. So I think this week is going to be a low-key, fiery week on the PGA Tour. It, it feels, Mark, like there are more guys willing to play the week before majors now. I don't know why that is. It just And I don't have any data to back it up. It just feels that way. Well, uh, there the, are the various reasons for that. Obviously, you want to be in some good running form in a number of the blue chip guys have had a few weeks off maybe since uh ilton head or the like um but this week i feel like there's a little more synergy between the grass underfoot um at tpc craig ranch and of course up there in tulsa at southern hills and then also a number of these youngsters nowadays are they've they've figured out their windows so well that they know exactly where their fitness and their rest levels are. I mean, the advent of this whoop thing that I'm wearing, this is massive for figuring out where your rest where your rest is. So now it's not like, well, I have to take a week off to make sure I'm well rested. These guys are resting so well because they got the data. They're working out so well because they've got the data. Everything is just so well planned out that they can go and compete the week prior to a major championship and not spend themselves physically and mentally and emotionally too much. But that being said, I mean, if you're going to be in contention over the weekend and uh, you know, that takes its toll a little bit, but we are still a long ways from kickoff time Thursday morning next week. So, so I don't feel like playing this week is a bad gig at all. And for someone maybe like a Dustin Johnson who would like to, you know, get a little beat on where the game is under pressure. That's always a good idea because preparing, at home with no pressure is entirely different to playing and competing and, and and seeing where you are when the pressure is up. Because like I've said to you guys before, not every six iron is the same. Not every six foot putt is the same. And, and so they're going to get a bead on where they're feeling and maybe things they can iron out early next week if something isn't as sharp as what they would like. Imagine getting a whoop on prime John Daly. Imagine, <laughs> uh, imagine the lack of sleep, the low recovery score. Imagine, just imagine all that fun oh, stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. 
KP, there are lots of implications. There are guys we want to get eyes on. Mark mentioned Dustin Johnson. I think Hideki Matsuyama is also uh, quite fascinating because obviously he hasn't played much leading into or uh, from the from the Masters. And like there there are guys that might need some reps more than others. Yeah, I mean even even two guys that I think are kind of headlining this field and Scheffler and Spieth. Spieth hasn't played since RBC Heritage and and Scheffler hasn't played a individual event since the Masters. And so I think those guys are interesting. I was looking I, I tweeted this out earlier, Rick, but 2022 worldwide golf events ranked by strength of field. Do you know where if you haven't seen the tweet, do you know where Byron Nelson ranks? Uh, I don't, and I haven't even seen, I haven't even see, seen the strength of field for this week, but I would guess it is how many, do you know how many events we've had this year? Well, worldwide we've had Oh, worldwide a hundred. Oh, then it's probably top five, top nine, 10. Nine. I was going to say top five. Hmm. What'd so you say, Rick? So like, I said like ninth. It's 10th. Oh, so players, masters, match play, Riv. Uh, Arnold Palmer, Tournament of Champions, Phoenix, Farmers, RBC Heritage, and then Byron Nelson. And I think that, I mean, Byron Nelson, just having lived here in Dallas for the last 11 years, it's it's a big deal in Dallas, but it it's not, it's not it hasn't been a big deal nationally. And I mean, even back when it was at TPC Four Seasons, it was, it was kind of, it wasn't a great PGA Tour event. And you know, then it went to Trinity Forest and it was kind of it was weird, but I it was better. And now, you know, I, I think again, I, I'm not totally sure why the field is so good this year. I think maybe some of it is what coach said where guys are just heading up to Tulsa after they play here. But this is a this is a legitimate event. Like I, I think it, yeah. if you took Wells Fargo and Byron Nelson and said, hey, 2022 which one will be a better event? I, I think most people would have said Wells Fargo and Byron Nelson's a lot better field. And, and so I'm excited. And I think that, you know, you're going to see the Dallas guys like Scheffler, like Spieth, like Zalatoris get a ton of headlines. But, you know, Brooks finishes, what, fourth at uh, this event before 2019 when he won the PGA at Bethpage. Uh, what's you know, I don't know what to make of what DJ is doing. There's a lot of guys. Um, Sam Burns, I think, has a has a real opportunity to win this to week to, to compete next week at, at Southern Hills. So there's a lot of guys that I'm really interested in. JT, obviously, uh, going to be one of the favorites at Southern Hills. So I think it's going to be a fun tournament and kind of surprisingly so, uh, given where this event has ranked historically on the PGA Tour. I had a good Byron Nelson uh, fun fact. You might like this, Mark. Let me see if I can. Okay, here we go. So, the infamous cut streak. Tigers cut streak, 142 events. We talk about it all the time. The record that he broke was Byron Nelson's at 113. However, the PGA Tour... Say that again? However. (laughs) The PGA Tour defines a cut as receiving a paycheck. And in Nelson's era, only the top 20 mark received a check. So in reality, it's 113 top 20s in a row. That's that's wow. dirty. Wow. It's insane. You know, but it's, it's, it's to that, uh, just, just to build on what Kyle said, you know, maybe it's the old school guy in me, but the Byron Nelson, you think of an event 
with the prestige of Lord Byron, right? Because that's who he was. He was like the gentleman of the game. He was the genteel foil to Ben Hogan, who was the Iceman, the Hawk, you know, who was like the silent assassin, never let you know what was going on. And and Byron Nelson deservedly holds a real elevated sort of a place in the world's game and certainly on the PGA Tour. And sadly for me, I began to watch the Byron Nelson sort of lose some of its luster as more and more of the top players were not coming anymore. You know, a lot of them would come and the highlight was to shake Mr. Nelson's hand as you came off the 18th on Sunday afternoon. But then sadly, when he passed away, Miss Peggy is still out there, but it's just not the same. And so guys were just going, well, we can give that thing a skip and go somewhere else. But now I love the fact that it's right before the PGA. So you're going to see guys looking for that little, you know, the, the momentum, if you will, to go into a major championship. So hopefully this is the start of it sort of reassuming some of its um, prestige on the tour calendar, because there's no doubt to Carl's observation, it had sort of lost some of that over the recent seasons. Lord Byron. Love it. Um, Speaking, speaking of that field next week, coach, two quite sizable names still listed in the field. One Tiger Woods, which uh, I guess at this point should not be much of a surprise played the masters got a little bit of, of work in at Southern Hills a couple of weeks ago, all signs indicate Tiger Woods, obviously playing the PGA championship also still listed in the field. Phil Mickelson, uh, Phil Mickelson, our defending champ. So, I is he gonna? I don't even know where to go. Is he gonna play, Coach? <laughs> so here, here's the thing. I think the world thinks that he's going to play, and here's why. So I'm doing a corporate outing. I'm not working the event like Kyle and Mark are working the event, but I will be there. And so the company that booked me said, "Hey, Coach, just book your own travel, and we'll reimburse you, and then we'll take care of you when you get here." No problem. I've worked with him many, many times before. And so I went to book my travel on the first day. It was like $1,100. Then when the news came down that Phil and Tiger were still on the list, all of a sudden I go back to book it. Two days later, what do you think had happened? $1,800 for the exact same ticket. People are coming to Tulsa in anticipation for if Phil shows up because this will be one of the biggest media circuses we've ever seen. If he actually shows up to play, I hope that he does because I want to see it. Now, we've not heard from him. Apparently, he's been in Idaho or Montana or somewhere (laughs) regrouping, if you believe, social media, which I never do. But if you believe what businesses believe, Phil Mickelson will be there next week, and I'm here for it. would it be a bigger story, KP, if he does not defend or if he does defend? Because there are obligations as a defending champion. There are media obligations. I imagine when they introduce, hello, here's Phil Mickelson. Uh, let's open this up for questions. If the first question is not, hey, Phil, where are you going to be in mid-June? Uh, the media's got something wrong with it. But like, it, it would be unavoidable if he showed up. Yeah, I think it'll be a bigger deal if he if he didn't come because i think that if he shows up you get it out of the way early he's not gonna he's not gonna contend right he's not he's probably gonna miss the cut he hasn't been playing at least competitively of course we would have said the same thing this time last year and he wins the thing (laughs) uh but i i think if he does i think i think what happened at the masters and this got we didn't really talk about this that much but 
Tiger being at the Masters gave gave Phil so much cover for not being there. I mean, it's a big deal when you have a three time champion that's not at at or a, a three time Masters winner that's not at the event, and not because he's hurt, right? That was a huge deal. But Tiger being there provided a ton of cover for him. And now, as Tiger's major schedule starts to be normalized, and we just kind of get used to him playing in the majors, I I presume. I mean, I think Tiger's going to be there. It would be pretty shocking i think if he wasn't um um then the attention turns back to phil and like yo like didn't phil win this last year like where is he at and and suddenly he becomes a storyline the entire week rather than just on monday tuesday if he's there taking taking questions so i think it's a bigger deal if he doesn't show up which is why i think that he'll probably show up and make his kind of re-entry into the golf world i I'm fascinated by this, obviously, Mark. I mean, Phil Mickelson, as we talked about, has kind of made himself the front man for what is probably the largest storyline that we have this year. Uh, I, or Tiger coming back at the Masters. I don't know. But like, it's, it's obviously huge, and there's a chance both of them show up at Southern Hills at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I'm excited for the television ratings uh, for CBS, naturally. Um, like to see them both on playing on the weekend. At least for Phil, in just a few weeks' time, won't have to worry about cuts because it's 54 holes, and and then you get out of Dodge with a big paycheck. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be a big story. I, I'm still not sure he'll play. I, I, I really am not, because for, for just what you said, I think he's made his statement. He made his statement in a well-crafted, I'm sure, thought about press release but when you're sitting there in front of Carl and his cronies they're in the press center and the, you know the first question you're getting is like here we go Phil what's the thing and I guarantee you that not one of the press corps is going to go so how's the game Phil no one's interested in that <laughs> so it's going to be so one-dimensional and it's going to take out it takes so much out of him I'm, I I don't know if he's there in the headspace to do that sort of stuff just yet, because the truth of it is like at the Masters, Hideki told a number of us, he was he said, as soon as the champions dinner got out of the way, he was like, the rest of the week was the easiest thing I've ever had to deal with. He was so nervous for making that speech in English to, you know, the Masters club. And he said, once that was behind him, the rest was easy. So for Phil and he's, I don't know, whenever the press conference will be, it'll be prime time, I'm sure. Once he's behind that, if he is there, it's the, the golf. I think is going to be the easiest part. Uh, okay, let's let's game this out a little bit. Tuesday, three p.m. Eastern. Phil has his defending champions press conference. KP, you are front row. They hand you the microphone. <laughs> You've got the very first question to ask Phil. What comes out of your mouth? I probably ask him why he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> no, he didn't. Wow. He didn't. He's oh. blocked everybody else. He somehow hasn't blocked me yet. I that's a great question that I haven't thought through. So just off the top of my head, um, I think that I don't I don't know. Better ask, you better ask a question. We are going to be watching that conference and I want to hear your voice. Go, me, 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 me. And then you get the mic and then you go. Yeah, no I think I would question, please. I think I would say go ahead, coach. I want I want you to say uh Phil Mickelson, Kyle Porter from the first cut, and then go into your <laughs> question. We've all we've all been there at some big press conference, and you know this happens, Kyle, where you're all waiting in there and you all talk amongst each other and go, Who's gonna ask the question? Yeah, and you say 
Yes. It's always it's usually the guy that doesn't care. But that's for a little peek behind the curtain for everybody watching this at home. We all talk in the media room before the big star comes in on who's going to ask the first question because it's got to be somebody that he respects. I think that I would ask Phil if they hand me the microphone. I say, Phil, you've had a crazy year. What's your biggest regret from 2022? I like that question because I think, thing. yeah, I think there's a bunch of different directions he he could go with that, right? Yeah, he could and, say, I don't have any regrets, which would be a story. Which he would could be crazy. say, well, obviously, yes. I called the PGA Tour a, a bunch of bad words. Also, I called the Saudis a bunch of bad things. Like, he <laughs> so much. And I think there's there's so many different options that he has. And I want to know which one is his. Because in it, remember in his statement that he released, he didn't say anything about the PGA Tour. He said zero things about the Tour. He apologized to the, the Saudis and the Live Golf people but he didn't say anything about the pga tour and so you're going to get follow-ups of like yo phil this is not a tour event are you are you do you plan on playing the pga tour do you plan on still going to to the saudi league like there's so many different directions and i think that's that is probably the one question that i would want to know the most because he has to choose right he has to choose something that tops his list as the thing that he regrets the most hey kyle answer this for me i feel like you you know better the question comes from Doug Ferguson, or is there someone else that's going to ask it? Uh, maybe, maybe uh, Bob Harrigan. Oh, he's there. Harrigan, Harrigan yeah. Ferguson will ask the question. Yep. Yeah. Well, hopefully we. I think we should. Wait. I'll jump in. I tried to ask Tiger stuff at, the, at Augusta, and they wouldn't call on me. So, I mean, I'll try to jump in, but PJ likes me. I, I think I could maybe squeeze my way in there. Please okay. say you're from the first cut. I will pop so huge. <laughs> I will pop huge. I really will. Hopefully, we have manifested uh, that to come good, true. Good question, Rick. I, I like that. I'll have to work. I, that, that, I might end up like that. Might be my question that that I might end up asking is what's your biggest regret? It's pretty good. I like. That what would lot. you ask, Rick? Hey Phil, what question do you want me to ask you? Right <laughs> oh, hey, Phil, what question do you not want me to ask you right now? <laughs> I don't know. I I would be like, I where have you been? Yeah, where have you been hanging out? Why why he, like yeah? There's, there's what he's gonna come back, drop thirty pounds, looks like a million dollars. His his face is gonna look amazing. I was at a spa for the last for the last. <laughs> <month>. <laughs> Uh, all right, gentlemen, let us do our best bets. Let us do our picks. Let us do our one and done uh, runaway for the fans in a one and done. Last week, it was separated by one vote runaway selection this time. So they've gotten on the same page. We will talk about that and much more. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. 
how you survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. And we're back. All right, we lean into our wagering portion of the show with Mark's nationality pick of the week. If you're new, we are going to play a national anthem. Jacob uh, has it queued up. It will then let us know what country uh, the golfer is from. And then, Mark, we will have to figure out who you've settled on as that golfer and what nationality pick that you have gone with. Okay. I considered... Um, I really considered KH Lee for low South Korean this week, but then I looked through the numbers there. Um, I can't remember what side it was on. And there is a rest of the world category, which kind of widens the thing a little bit, makes it a little unfair. So it's from the rest of the world. And uh, I guess the clue I will give is even though he's from abroad, he's very familiar with the state of Texas. What do we okay. think? Do we have any idea? <laughs> well, you got it so quickly last week. I was very impressed. This one, I think, might be a little harder because the category is just so broad. Yeah, so it can be anywhere in the world. Now, he gave us a hint. Very, yeah. He said very familiar with Texas. That could mean he plays a lot. He's had success there. It could mean he lives there. It could mean he went to college there. He said, Alan Fratelli. That, no, he's from South Africa, and you've, we've played ours before now. Well, I don't remember any of them, so it could have been anything. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of, of players that live in the in Texas, not just the it's, Dallas area. It's not for it's not for Telly, but I will let you say that you are sort of mining in the right direction there, Kyle. So maybe it's a Texas Longhorn. Uh, Texas Longhorn. It's not Hostler. It's not. Uh, oh my gosh! It's not Funk. It's a foreign player, an abroad player who yeah. who who went to Texas. Oh my goodness! This should be right up your av- avenue, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. Kyle, think, Kyle. On, Kyle. I, last week. I can't do it two weeks in a row. A lot of what? No, I did it last week, didn't I? No, I was me last week. No, well, you both kind of you you cobbled it together. We tag team, tag team, champion of the world. Where did um? I'm looking up where this guy went to. Where this guy went? I don't know if he went to college. This is such a good field. Drawing a blank. Absolute blank. I'm just going down the field list. It's such a great field. Um. Oh, Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Hey, uh, Johnny Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I was looking up to see where. He <laughs> no, so that was that was Venezuela then. Yeah. Jacob, play mm-hmm. it again. Let's let let me sear this one into our brain. Happy sounding, isn't it? It's very nice. Yes. It Very sounds funny. like a European song, not like a South American song. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like... If you look over my shoulder, the YouTubers, yeah, you'll see right there underneath. Can you see close up? Yeah, I'm it looks like a couple of international uh, patches. Uh, wow, those are strong. That's a, that's a good uh-huh. logo. Love that. Yeah, um, so kind of... I, I, 
can't speak for my brother, but Johnny Vegas was a stud for the uh, internationals at Liberty National. So I, I think a lot of the important folks would like him to start playing well. And he's been showing some form lately. So uh, I feel like Johnny Vegas this week played well here last year. So I, I, I like him, even though it's a pretty strong uh, contingent of players in that rest of the world um, department. What What is the symbolism of, of two back there, Mark? Two patches. I, well, I just hadn't stuck all five on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, you know, I don't, I don't know what two was. That's how many matches the international team won last time. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, last time they actually did pretty well, boss. Yeah. Last time um, in the U.S. Yeah. The uh, No, I was in Mexico and my brother and I, we hung out at dinner the one night and I said to him, I want some of those because he's got one of these on the back of his phone. And he happened to have them on him. So, go, so I got five. Yes, very Great. good logo. Very good logo. It's uh, fantastic. Eleven to one, I think. Is that right, Jacob? The odds on Johnny Vegas to be top rest of the world player. Did I see that flash up at the bottom correctly? Yeah, yeah, you did. I thought you were saying eleven to one is in the all-time record U.S. versus the international team. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. I love it, Jacob. Jacob's getting involved. Uh, all right, Jets. Best bets here, Coach. You've got it. We actually have a lot of top 20s here. Coach, you've got a top 20. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go Ryan Palmer as my best bet. Uh, I called the Valero Texas Open, and Ryan Palmer had a really good week until he did not. This man, sometimes he <laughs> sometimes he tries too hard in the state of Texas. He also has the most starts of anybody without a win in Texas from Texas, a whole big thing. I think he plays well this week. I don't think he can win, but I think he plays well. I think a top 20. I love him at plus 400. That's a great number. Lock it in. If he does finish inside the top 20, it'll be four to one on your investment. Uh, Mark, I'll bounce this right back over to you because you, along with myself, are living in that top 20 category. Who do you got this week? Yeah, I'm going with Will Zalatoris. Um, you know, initially, to me, Will Zalatoris was the talented kid who a lot of college coaches overlook because he's got a really shaky putting stroke and he used to sort of out hit his putter. But right now I'm seeing just a whole lot of trending in the right direction there on the short game. He obviously hits it flush all of the time. He, uh, when I was there last year, it was raining badly in the, in the pro-am and I was out there just watching him play. And so we were, he was very chatty walking under an umbrella, just talk, talking about the place. And he goes, you know, this is like a home course for me. And uh, home course for a guy who hits it like that, making some putts, uh, I think a top 20 is, would be, that, that would be him underperforming if he just gets inside the top 20. Plus 110, if he does it, my top 20, Lonto Griffin, two and a half to one. He's ball striking it well. His biggest deficiency around the green, if you're tapping into that this week, you weren't going to finish inside the top 20 anyway. KP, you've got a head-to-head matchup here, and you have opted for the big boys, the big boppers at the top. Who is it? Yeah, I I did have Kurt Kitayama top 20. I'll get more into that later. But I, I switched at the last minute to JT over Scheffler. I listened to the First Cup podcast on Monday, Rick. And you guys were talking about the importance of iron play. And if you look at the last 20 rounds, JT has been just unfathomably good in terms of players in this field. He's at 1.3 strokes gain per round in, in, on approach shots. Uh, Scheffler's third, but he's 0.9. So he's way, way back of where JT's at. I, I, I think that, you know, you got to play the other parts of the game. Scheffler's short game has been unbelievable over the last three months, but JT is a, it, it, 
Shuffler is going to have to finish in the top five, I feel like, to beat JT uh, in this head-to-head matchup. And that might happen. He's done it a lot. But I just I like where JT's at, and I feel like he has a ton of – you're betting on consistency when you bet him. He finishes in the top ten almost every week. So I, I think he, he gets Scheffler this week. Early May, KP, JT zero wins this year. He has not crazy. had zero wins in a calendar year in like nine years. Uh, it's not for lack of trying. He's been close. Bunch of top tens. Metrics are there. Just hasn't found a trophy to put on the mantle. He's got to be the best player in the world this year without a win, right? I'll look that up while, while you guys keep going. It's got to be. Uh, all right. Let's go to our picks here. Our sleepers, our top 10, and our picks to win. We will start with the sleeper category. And coach, you found yourself a sleeper at 90 to 1. Who are you going with? Well, I'm going to the defending champion at this event. And before you call me crazy, a year ago when KH Lee won this event, he literally came out of nowhere. So it can happen. And at 9,000 to 1, I know we rarely see defending champions win again, but it's worth just a little sprinkle when you're defending champion who loves this. Shot 25 under par here a year ago. We know comfort is a big thing on the PGA Tour. He's comfortable here. He won here. Plus 9,000. Plus 9,000 for KH Lee to win this week's AT&T Byron Nelson. For It's rare when I have the shortest odds of the sleepers, but that's what happened here. Mark Leishman, 40 to 1, uh, does not have to be nearly as accurate off the tee as he was as he was required to be at TPC Potomac last week. I think it's a nice little buy low opportunity. Mark, you are living in the 45 to 1 range. Your sleeper is whom, please? My sleeper was a guy who was next to me on the plane back from Mexico and slept the entire way, just for the record. <laughs> a literal sleeper. Yeah, he's a literal sleeper. And Aaron Wise, um, you know, you speak about the iron game, Carl. And to me, from what I recall from TPC Craig Ranch, was just the way the fairway shape and stuff um, and that Bermuda rough. I think it loves a good driver of the golf ball. And there are a number of holes that sort of just peel from left to right a little bit. So it sits right in front of... Uh, the, the fader off the tee's uh, face. And, and Wise has been playing well. He looks like he's super, super calm and confident. And uh, he sort of jumped out of the off the page to me um, as I looked through the field. 45 to 1, Aaron Wise. Good sleeper. Uh, KP, you teased it. Kurt Kitayama, 100 to 1. Kurt Kitayama, second best iron player in this field over those last 20 rounds behind only JT. Uh, he finished T15 last week. He was T2, I believe, in Mexico, or maybe T3. Uh, played great at the Honda back in, what was that, February. But I just, I love the way he's hitting his iron. So he, he's he's a little bit, he'll pop up again in my picks, but uh, I, I like him at 100 to 1. I did look up best players so far this year in terms of strokes gained, Rick. You want this real quick? Yes, please. So it's Scotty Scheffler. Calendar year, right? Calendar year, since January 1. Scotty Scheffler, 2.8 strokes gained per round. That's an outrageous number. Nice. Uh, he's won four times. Cam Smith, 2.4. He's won twice. And the next guy is actually somebody who hasn't won, but it's not JT. Do you know who it is? <sighs> has Rory be, won this year? Rory's fifth. He has not won. Um, JT's fourth. He has Rob not won. Just won. Okay, so that's, that's not Rom. Um. I don't know. Oh, Shane, Shane uh, Lowry. 
Shane Lowry. Or, I, was, I was not going to get to Shane Lowry. <laughs> two, 2.32 strokes gain per round, zero wins. JT is at 2.31, zero wins. Rory at 2.26, zero wins. John Rahm, 2.22 with a win. Patrick Cantlay, 2.06 with a win. And those are all your guys above two. Two is a benchmark for what top top 10 guy in the world, top five guy in the world. Yeah, two's two's pretty outrageous. Wow. Okay. There you go. Uh top 10. Top 10 locks. Lock them up, coach. Ooh, familiar name. 2.3 to one if Zalatoris finishes inside the top 10. Yeah, I hear what Mark was saying about Will Zalatoris. I agree completely. I just didn't like the number for the top 20. So I think he's going to be inside the top 10. So I'd rather play this at plus 230 and get double my money as opposed to what a top 20 is. But I love the pick. And I love Will Zalatoris finally getting it done. I think that he's going to contend for the win this week. He just hasn't won yet, so it's hard to pick him until he does. But I love him for a top 10. Uh, KP, you are certainly in agreement there because he is also your top 10 pick. Yeah, I I agree. I'm with Coach. I wanted to pick him for my one and done. I haven't used him yet, shockingly. He's the only top 40 guy in the world that I haven't used. Uh but I got scared that everybody else was going to because he hasn't been used very often. And it turns out I was kind of right, but I think he's going to be awesome this week. I, I think Spieth and Shuffler are going to get all the kind of Dallas, you know, return to Texas headlines. But I think Zalatoris could end up beating both of those guys this week. I also did not play Zalatoris in the one and done because I thought everyone was going to use Zalatoris in the one and done. So didn't did not shake out that way. A little bit of a, a spoiler alert. Yeah. I went with uh, Taylor Gooch back in action. Plus 375 on a golf course that should let him be a little bit more inaccurate and then lean on uh, that iron game and maybe a little inspiration from good buddy Max Homa getting a victory last week. Mark, uh, top rest of the world player, 11 to 1. Top 10, four and a half to one. You are doubling down on Johnny Vegas. Yeah. Wait till you see my one and done. Um, yeah, no, I I uh, I love the look of Vegas, the way he's playing. I watched him a little bit um, last week because he, he was very close to a group that I had um, with the two tees. And so I got, I got to watch him hit a number of balls there in that terrible weather. And the ball was just cutting through the wind like a hot knife through butter. And he just looks so balanced always. And he's comfortable in Texas. He's played well around this golf course the one time this Byron Nelson has been there. And so I feel like the stars are sort of aligning because he's a guy that plays well through the summer period of the year, especially if you think of, um, you know, just after Memorial when we go back to Canada. I mean, he's loved it up there north of the border. But I think there's a comfortable factor for a guy who's just playing really solidly right now. And so... I'm liking Vegas. Two votes for Zal Torres. Gooch at Vegas on the list of top tens, which leaves us with our winners. Ooh, okay. Coach. <laughs> oh, coach. If this <laughs> happens, coach, uh, it would be very exciting leading into a major championship. Who is your pick to win? Well, when you win and you make literally nothing and you have a 0.3% chance, uh, percent chance of winning on the 18th, that means you stole one. But I feel like yeah. speed because of that is going to really have a lot of confidence coming into this week. And I think it's going to be big game hunting for him. Normally, you guys know, I don't like anything that doesn't have a two in front of it. But when you have all the star of stars, I think Spieth will want to show the world that he still is one of the elite. I think he gets it done this week at the Byron Nelson. 18 to one, same odds as your pick to win, KP. Who is it? Yeah, it's Sammy Burns. I... uh we we forget about him a lot. He's ranked in the top, I think, 11 in the world. I think he's 11th in the world right now. 
and again, he he's just been striking the ball really well. He he finished. What did they? Him and Horschel finished second, I think, at the uh, at the at the Zurich team event. Yes, and he hasn't played a ton really since Valspar, which he won. Uh, he played at the Masters. I think he played at. I think the Zurich and the Masters were his only two events. But if you look at his numbers over his last twenty rounds, again, he's been striking the ball really well. He's uh, he's a good iron player. He's awesome from tee to green because he drives it well and he's a great putter. So there's a ton to like, I think that he is somebody that like chef or we might be looking at a multiple win. I guess he's already won multiple times this season. Yeah. huh? Yeah. Sanderson and the, and, uh, mm-hmm. Valspar. So I, yeah, I think he's one of those guys that could win several times this year on the PGA tour. We just don't really realize it yet. So I'm excited about what he can do this week. 18 to one. Also the number for Sam Burns to find victory here. I went with Joaquin Neiman, 25 to one. His advanced metrics are eerily similar to that of Will Zalatoris, who's also a very interesting play, but I get five more points. But Mark, uh, you went with the guy. They're both good ball strikers. Um, they both find a way to get it around with, with long irons. You have Zalatoris to claim victory here in Texas. Yeah, uh, a couple of reasons. I, f- I feel like he's going to make amends for a finish last year where I, I feel like he was just inside of the top 20 and really didn't do anything as well as what he could. Uh, last year, the weather was ghastly. Uh, this year, the forecast looks like it's going to be nice and warm, and so the ball's going to travel, and, and and that plays right into the high ball that he hits. Um, and then there's also the focus factor with next week's event on the go. And so I, I sometimes get the sense that a lot of the guys, like – if it hasn't started off as well as what it should, and maybe through two rounds, the, the the leader's way out of sight, they'll try and go hard early Saturday morning. But if they don't really get any traction, then it gets to like, okay, I've now got to try and figure out what is my play for the major championship next week. And then they'll start hitting shots that uh, was what they know from the advanced reconnaissance for a lot of guys have gone there. So you get to that kind of thing where, Zalatoris still has a point to prove. You know, he's still yet to win. And and I feel like this event this week gives him as good a chance as any. Spieth, Neiman, Burns, and Zalatoris picks to win all between 18 and 25 to 1, which gentlemen leaves us with just one final thing to do. It's our one and done selections. And they are quite different than I would have expected them to be we will cover those but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners you can now relive the best moments of the uefa champions league 24 7 the uefa champions league channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals highlights and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. And we're back. Coach, uh, you have been able to tap into the mind of the fans all year long. So you are our conduit to the fans. And I will tell you that they have accomplished uh, two goals this week. They have accomplished the goal of getting on the same page. They have a runaway winner with 38% of the vote, and they are also a lone wolf. Uh, Have they gotten their stuff in order? Well, I mean, it's so easy to <laughs> sounds like a no <laughs> at home. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure who they took. 
So I can't comment until I do. But my guess is that I've been playing with them so much the last few weeks that they did not get it right. I have no confidence in the fans whatsoever. All right, coach. Uh, well, Jacob, unveil the big board. The fans went with one Sam Burns. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Okay. Okay. I love that pick. I mean, I to, to be completely candid with you, if I had him to use, I would have used him this week. So, fans, I apologize. You guys got it right. You guys there got it right. The stamp of approval from the coach for the fans. Selection, 38% of the vote for Sam Burns, 20% for Will Zalatoris, 11% for Joaquin Neiman. So it was a runaway. Uh, Will Zalatoris, the selection of Sia Najad, who is, oh boy, struggling. $2.4 million. Kyle, you have uh, not only passed Sia, but you have extended. You were at $3.6 million. And look at you. <laughs> You are riding the hot hand 100 to 1, Kurt Kitayama. Yeah, I don't feel great. I never feel great, but I especially don't feel great about it. This feels like a uh, coach picking Sepp Straka at the Tournament of Champions pick or wherever it was. Was it? No, it was. It was uh, early. It was sunny. Farmer's insurance. Yeah, something early. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish I would have taken Zalatoris now because I have him and. It didn't matter if Sia took him and only one person ahead of me took him. I thought everybody would take him, didn't you? I thought it was going to be five Zalatoruses. Yeah, this is this is like this whole thing is surprising. Because the only the only person that used Zalatoris before this week was Coach. Coach used right. him right. at the Shriners. Everyone else had him available. I'm stunned. It wasn't five Will Zalatoris. I would have taken, I will say, I would have taken Burns if I still had him, but I used him at uh, at Zurich with Horschel because Crooked Jacob made us pick, take Burn. Oh, yeah. oh, you even said this is going to burn you, and it's burning you right now. It is, literally. <laughs> Crooked Jacob. Um, I am just a mere $93,000 behind the fans, and I've opted to go big with uh, Jordan Spieth. Coach, you I, got me all hot and bothered. With I don't it. love this. I don't I love it. I got your back, Rick. I I, I got your back. I, I love this pick. KP, he wins a golf tournament, losing two and a half strokes to the field. Yeah. It's the best part of his game. It's all ceiling from here. He hasn't even squeezed all the juice out of it yet. The only part about this that I like is the fairways are, you know, generous, like, like highways. I mean, he, he's going to, he, he, he almost can't, uh, he'll, he'll figure out how to hit, hit a ball out of bounds or lose a ball, but uh, he might, I mean, it'll come down to whether he's hitting his irons well. Right. And that's been kind of iffy. It's not, it's not been ideal. Not if you talk to him. You we, uh, conversations with him. He reckons he is on top of that golf swing like no one's business. I'm like, whoa! I love the confidence. Really, yeah, it's great, and that's why those guys are as good as they are. You got you have to have some sort of like just comical level of self belief, even in the face of numbers that say otherwise uh, and people that say otherwise. So, yeah, it might work out. I'm I'm I like that you're using him because he's going to win St Andrews by like eight. So I'm going to use him there. Hey, you were with seven last week. Yeah, he, <laughs> well, he's, he's just one, so it, it, he added another stroke for the win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the time we get there, it's going to be a playoff. <laughs> um, so th this is a really tight part of the board. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh, myself, the fans, 
and Greg separated by just 200,000. So the fans with Sam Burns, Greg went with Adam Hadwin. No surprise there. Coach, you are $300,000 clear of Greg at five. Oh, no, you're more than that. Uh, $600,000 clear. 5.5 million. And you have kind of gone off the board here. Who'd you pick? Yeah, I, I picked Davis Riley because I had to look at the rest of the season. We have individual payouts for the majors, so I got to leave three big names for those. I don't even know if I have three left. Um, and so I had to go with a flyer, but I wanted to play a guy who has at least been in contention, and he lost in a playoff at the Valspar 2, Sam Burns, uh, and he's been playing well the last couple of times that he's been teeing up. The problem is that nobody pays attention to him because he hasn't won yet, but he's consistently been playing well. So I like him this week. I don't think he's going to win. But this is about adding money to my bank and saving yeah, players yeah. for the majors. What yeah. amount of money could I offer you right now that you would accept, Davis? Like you would accept it and not take the results of the tournament. If I gave you two hundred thousand, I said the same thing. You said? I said two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, two hundred thousand. So two hundred thousand dollars right now and not watch and not take the results of the tournament because that would be like a top six or seven. So yeah, I was, obviously I would take that top yeah, top six finish, top seven finish. I would take that all day. What about what about if I gave you one hundred and ten thousand? Would you take that? No, no, <laughs> I would not. I would roll the dice. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Coach is going with Davis Riley, five point five million. Jacob, there is a lot to unravel here. So you are uh, only seventy grand ahead of Coach. He's nipping at your heels. You are one point one behind Mark, but you got mushed again. You got the same pick as Sia. It's brutal. <laughs> we can't afford it. And I mean, look, I have a little bit of confidence that I might be able to break ahead of coach because apparently he's only going for like $200,000 a week. So, I mean, maybe we can get uh Will Zalatoris, get his maiden PGA tour victory. I, I agree with what Mark said. He's actually got a little bit more of a motivation to not look past this week, actually get the win, prove it. I'm taking Willie C. I mean, I was all, I was, I was very, very close to taking Sam Burns, which would have put just Sia to mush Will Zalatoris, in which that case I would encourage everyone to bet Will Zalatoris to miss the cut if Sia was the only one on him. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, we'll take Willie Z. We'll take the leverage. Yeah, in, in lockstep last week with Sia, uh, both of you got $0 for Sepp Straka. So uh, hopefully for you, a different outcome this week. Hopefully the same outcome for the rest of us. Coach, you still have uh, Rom, DJ, Speed, Cantlay. You got you got plenty of, of, of firepower left. Yeah, I was just Dude. looking at. Yeah, I said I, I said I needed three big boys. Yeah, you you've you've got some guys left. It'll you've be all right. Guys. It'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be all right. Uh, Mark, I spent uh, a lot of time last week pointing out the fact that you have not had a good twenty twenty two. Keegan Bradley got you 681,000. That's got to be like the most valuable pick of the year. Keegan gets you 681. That's now I used Maverick McNeely in the first one out for 800,000. Oh, yeah, that might be the that might be the best one too. We dodged the bullet on this one though. I'll be honest. I How is Mark got... leading? Here's the other thing. This I'm is not leading. Go look at my selections got, there, boy. He got $784,000 from Carlos Ortiz. That is like the entirety of the amount of money Carlos Ortiz has made this year. He got Mark got it at, at, <laughs> at Mayakoba. 
Hey, hey let's be honest. Let's be honest. At two o'clock, Mark, on Sunday afternoon, were you not writing your speech to trash talk us on the show on Tuesday? When I, you had I a was. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was. I was going to make. I was going to make every point to try and phone in because you guys were janking on my pick in the biggest way. You oh. were saying, Coach, you were like. Oh man! At the end of this week, uh, it's one point six million. I'm overtaking you. Blah! It's going to be dust. It's going to be open. I think the word you used was an open road in front. I'm like, Shit. <laughs> whatever. Mark yeah. Mark texted me Saturday night, and and had all of in the PGA Tour app all of our one and done selections favorited at the top and just said the real leaderboard. Because <laughs> that's what you do, right? You pick the strokes gain leaderboard. And you're like a real leaderboard. And then, then I always send you the real one back. I'm like, well, this is the true leaderboard. Yeah. So I, I, I did send that to Rick and he sent the laughing emoji back. And so yeah, I, I was, I was cashing the check coach just a little too early when he, when he made the little comeback there through, I don't know, six, seven, eight. And when he stiffed one on 12, I'm like, here we go. And then Max gets it up and down from a trash can and he misses from like five feet. Then I was like, okay, this is, I think this thing might be done. The dream well, is over. The dream is over. A little momentum here, Mark. Uh, and you are not doubling down, but tripling down on Johnny Vegas, your selection for this week's one and done. I am. Um, I, and I'll be honest with you. I rarely considered Will Zalatoris. But he, in his own words, has said he's the player for the big event on difficult golf courses. And we've got two of those in front of us, not counting the playoffs, obviously, where there's where there's big money, too. So, you know, a place like uh, next week for Will Zalatoris makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, Brookline, too, which is a real ball striker's place. You look at guys like Curtis Strange, Nick Felder, Colin Montgomery, they play well around there. Um, so, Will, I thought I'd shelf him for a little while and uh, for a bigger event. Jordan Spieth, I really thought about too, but then I looked down the road and I was like, well, he, he's not hitting it great, but he's missing it in the right places. So St. Andrews, if the weather gets grim, would be perfect for him. So I was like, well, I'll hold on to Jordan a little while. And and I looked down the list of the next best candidates. And and, and I told you, tell you, last week I watched Johnny Vegas and he looked really sharp, hitting the ball flush. I mean, really flush. And he's coming back to a place where he played well. So I figured if I can get past this week, we're looking good because I've got Ram, I've got DeChambeau, I've got JT, I've got McElroy, I've got Jordan, Brooks, uh, and Abraham Answer. I've got a few good players left in the holster still. God, we might be we might be screwed here. Uh, Johnny Vegas, T9 last year at TPC Craig Ranch. So Mark is going with Vegas. Jacob and Sia going with Will Zalatoris. Coach has got Davis. Riley, Greg with Adam Hadwin. The fans have decided on Sam Burns. I'll go with Jordan Spieth. And Kyle will go with Kurt Kitayama. Gentlemen, that is our one-and-done selections for the AT&T Byron Nelson. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, if you if you look at just this calendar year, Mark is in second to last, and Rick is in last in the one and done. How about we look for the entire season? Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, the uh, the fall it matters. It matters now. The fall matters. Actually, Sia's last. I don't really it's, count Sia, given yeah. how far back he is. If we just look at the Zozo Championship, the Wells Fargo, and then the Kyle players. <laughs> I think I'm winning. <laughs> Mark, got more money, Mark got more money than I have for the year in his first six events. <laughs> Are you implying that we should do a separate payout for just whoever gets the most money at the caps lock slam? Because I think I might be 
against yeah. that, considering I had Colin Morikawa at the players. The I had Morikawa at the Zozo too, but I had Hideki at the Zozo, so that would work out all right. Yeah, but Hideki at the Zozo, he said he was a one out of ten, and he wins the thing. That was you can't listen. You can't listen to these guys. Garbage. You can't trust a word they say. No, but 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 that too is where you got to. Uh, you know, I'd had the luxury of watching him play just a week or two before that, and 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 the way they feel and what's real is different. And then oftentimes, you know, you you can you can make arguments for anyone if you just look at statistics hard enough. And and there was just too much after watching him play there to me that I was like, well, the guy's hitting it decent and he's making putts and he's going back to a place where the fans are adoring him. I mean, that enough is is something to lift the spirits. Rory McIlroy has said so, you know, when the fans get in behind you and they help you out of the doldrums. So there were a lot of reasons to pick him for me there. I really like that Baracho Burrow noticed what I noticed too, which is Kyle just poo-pooing Sia, saying he doesn't really count that anymore. And Baracho Burrow yeah. says, LOL, KP forgetting what it's like to be a basement boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on a heater, baby. Away. I'm on a, I'm on a heater. 17 straight weeks, and now you are feeling yourself in, in second to last. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Five, four, four of my last five weeks have been uh, at least 330,000. I'm 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 feeling it. I'm locked this is, in. I'm, this is like when if if Rory got six more holes at the Masters, he would have won. If this is like 50 more events, KP, I like your chances. Yeah, well, we should – I mean, we just make up rules anyway, so we might as well make it like an elongated like super season. Whoa, I just whoa, rolled. Whoa, the- whoa, whoa, that's offensive to me, Kyle. I, I made a very clear rule. What do you mean we're making rules up? Well, producer Jake, hey, there are bylaws. There are bylaws that hey, we have. Well, we're well, speaking of coach. So you say there's payouts at the majors. Is there final season payout? Yes. You, there's a half season. There's a full season. You already got the half season. Everybody paid you. I got the first major because I had Cam Smith. You get a major payout, and then you get one at the end. Yes. So right no, because, now, you need to be the winner at the end. Because uh, of that, I'm just going to play Rom, <laughs> JT. I'm bringing heat in the major championships, bro. I'm going to level. I'm laying it down. That's why I put Rom. it in there. That's why I put it in there because you have to really think about it. I like mm. it. I'm Let's pretty go. sure I've paid uh, one of you too much. Either Mark or, or Coach, I, I sent uh, too much money to. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to make that on. Mine was 50. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a you problem. I, think I sent you 100, Coach. So we'll we'll I'll bet on. Back and look. I'll have we'll to go back and look. yeah. Don't I get it. so many people we'll, sending me we'll, Venmos that I I don't even look. I just keep the account in there. Yeah. So many I, people I, are sending me Venmos. So many people sending me Venmos. <laughs> <laughs> like it's only one way traffic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but 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 wait a second. No, no. Wrap it up, my, Rick. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. My, my interactions with Coach on Venmo. It's just <laughs> been all traveling in this direction. I mean, life is so good. <laughs> Oh, all right, gentlemen, we got to get out of here. That is too funny. Uh, Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. We'll be back for round-by-round recaps after each and every round of the AT&T Byron Nelson. The coach is available at The Coach Rules, and that's Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. Kyle Porter available at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.